Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Bonjour. Bonjour. Coming to you from beautiful green mountains of Vermont. So happy to share with you today and to connect. So let's begin with a prayer. I take this breath of gratitude and place my hand on my heart, and I am grateful and thankful for the love of God that shines in our awareness. So grateful and so thankful for the power of our holiness to heal, to transform to transcend, to transmute. We are grateful and willing to be in this partnership with the Holy Spirit and to recognize the fullness of love that resides within us. We are willing to be in tune with the light of Christ within us. We are grateful and thankful to be a healing presence truly helpful in this world. We are grateful and thankful to consciously attune to love and live a life of love. In gratitude, we share the benefits with all. We let it be. And so it is. Amen. 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 Yes. Let us take that breath together. So grateful. (laughs) So the topic today is the power of holiness. And I think that the reason that Spirit guided me to this as a topic is that I sense that there are many people who are feeling helpless and hopeless right now. And you may not be one of them. I hope not. And yet, we know that there are many among our brothers and sisters who are very discouraged right now, confused. Many people have lost loved ones. Uh, I was listening to someone share uh, recently who four members of their family uh, hospitalized or with COVID uh, at home. And uh, intense things like that are happening. And there's just so much intensity in the, the medical system. There's all kinds of intensity all over the place. And still many people are doing fine. Uh, many people who have the finances and the wherewithal to get out of the hot zones, uh, to take time off from work, Uh, Many people who are retired, they're in a different situation. And so we hold the high watch for our brothers and sisters. And this is where we tap into the power of our holiness. And this is no joke. This is no joke. This is, it's so important for us to realize that we do have this incredible power. And it is really beyond our understanding, beyond our knowing. And yet we can utilize it, we can activate it, we can implement it. And that is how we can be truly helpful. And now is the time for us to be deeply committed to that and not 
be lazy or think, who am I? As I know, for instance, when I'm training uh, the spiritual counselors and we start our uh, training with my spiritual counseling intensive, which I may do online later this year. And uh, in that, because in, normally we do it in person. Actually, I'm thinking of doing it in person and online. Anyway, when we do that, uh, usually on the first part, first day, I will say, okay, we're one of the main things we're going to work on here is eliminating that sense that you're not good enough to be a spiritual counselor. You're not a good enough person. You're not together enough. Your life is not fabulous enough for you to be a spiritual counselor. Because that is something that inevitably gets in the way of every person who does the spiritual counseling training. We have to eliminate that. It's one of the great benefits of doing the training is working on that very concertedly. So everyone I meet, if they're considering stepping up as a spiritual teacher, as a leader, as a prayer practitioner, a spiritual counselor, some minister, uh, they must eliminate from their consciousness this idea of not good enough. And it often comes down to this statement of, who am I to counsel someone else? Who am I? And uh, I, I understand that. It's, who am I? given that I still have issues in my marriage, who am I, given that I've never been married? Who am I that I still haven't spoken to my sister in five years? Who am I that I still have this um, issue with my parents? Who am I when I'm not making a great living yet? Who am I when my one of my children just barely speaks to me? Who am I when I'm having trouble paying my bills? Who am I to be a spiritual counselor? It's all completely understandable. Everybody has some unresolved stuff when they begin as a spiritual counselor. I sure did. And so what we can lean into is our willingness to heal the thought patterns that generate those experiences in the world of form. And that's part of what the spiritual counseling program is for. It's for the healing of these patterns. We can answer that question, who am I? With who am I? I am that I am. I am the one who is willing to remember my holiness and the power of my holiness. I am the one who is not willing to be deterred or diminished by false beliefs and patterns in the human race consciousness. I am the one who is willing to transcend all the false beliefs I have ever Believed, and I am willing to know the truth. And I'm willing to sit with another human being and know the truth for them as well. 
Now, in the workbook lessons, number 38 is, there is nothing my holiness cannot do. And I think a lot of Course in Miracles students read that, and they work with it, but they don't really get it. So let's look at it here. Because I feel this is what Spirit is guiding us to do. It says here right in the beginning, Your holiness reverses all the laws of the world. It is beyond every restriction of time, space, distance, and limits of any kind. Your holiness is totally unlimited in its power because it establishes you as a son of God at one with the mind of his creator. Now, would we be complaining about anything if we actually knew our holiness is totally unlimited in its power? Would we be able to see any lack or limitation of any kind if we knew our holiness is totally unlimited in its power? I don't think so. I just don't see how that could happen. So why, instead of focusing on the lack and limitation and trying to fix that, why would we do that when we can focus on our holiness as a power that we already have? We don't have to get it. We don't have to earn it. We just have to be willing to access it and use it, make good use of it. So now Jesus goes on here in the second paragraph of Lesson 38. Through your holiness, the power of God is made manifest. Through your holiness, the power of God is made available. And there's nothing the power of God cannot do. Nothing the power of God cannot do. We did see Jesus perform Miracles because he knew this. Because he knew it. And he also told us even greater things would we do. Let's go for it. We've played small long enough. Now, of course, this is not about becoming super wealthy or super famous or doing any of that. It's about the power to heal our relationships, to heal our body, to heal our finances, to heal our self-opinions, to heal our self-esteem, to heal our marriages and our family relations, to heal our career, and to heal our gifts and talents. Let's just focus on those things. For me, that, that's it right there. That is the, the stuff that I'm interested in is what can we do, you and I, what can we do in our life to be truly helpful to all humanity by eliminating the false beliefs, the misery, the pain, and the suffering. Nothing the power of God cannot do. Your holiness then can remove all pain, 
can end all sorrow and can solve all problems. It can do so in connection with yourself and with anyone else. It is equal in its power to help anyone because it is equal in its power to save anyone. Let's take this as being the truth. Let's take this as being our guide and that Jesus is talking directly to us because he is. And so we have the practice in this uh, lesson of saying, in the situation involving fill in the blank, in which I see myself, there's nothing that my holiness cannot do. And to know that same truth for our brothers that and sisters in the situation involving so-and-so in which so-and-so sees himself or herself or themselves, there is nothing my holiness cannot do. Nothing my holiness cannot do. There is nothing my holiness cannot do. Let's just say that to ourselves Repeat with me. There is nothing my holiness cannot do. There is nothing my holiness cannot do. There is nothing my holiness cannot do. Now think of some issue or concern. There is nothing my holiness cannot do. Think of something else. There is nothing my holiness cannot do. And something else. There is nothing my holiness cannot do. And now let's think of somebody we're concerned about. And let's think of their holiness. There is nothing their holiness cannot do. There's nothing their holiness cannot do. There's nothing their holiness cannot do. Jesus tells us in paragraph 3, If you are holy, so is everything God created. You are holy because all things he created are holy. And all things he created are holy because you are. In today's exercises, we will apply the power of your holiness to all problems, difficulties, or suffering in any form that you happen to think of in yourself or in someone else. We will make no distinctions because there are no distinctions. So let us not make any exceptions in, in the form of distinctions. Our holiness is intact. So here's the question. If, if there's nothing our holiness cannot do, if there's no problem that can survive the application of our holiness, why would we still entertain the idea that we have problems? Why would we do that? Why would we do that? Well, 
One answer is that we see ourselves as people who have problems. It's part of our identity. It's part of how we recognize ourselves. We see ourselves as people who are struggling. Who, who, we see ourselves as people who have limitations. And because we've become so attached to the vision of ourselves that we have made, or the false idol image of ourselves that we have made, we don't want to give it up. Right? I, I think recently I was talking about Frankenstein, Dr. Frankenstein, for those young Frankenstein fans. What a great movie. Oh my God, that's such a good movie. Every way, shape, and form. I think that's one of the best movies ever. Um, Frankenstein, Dr. Frankenstein, in the original novel, and the original story, he, does a, he doesn't want to kill his creation. He loves it. See how the Holy Spirit speaks to us in so many things. So we've made a Frankenstein monster of ourselves. Our view of ourselves is really more accurate. Let's give up that Frankenstein monster. Let's truly give it up. Let's give up all the things that we added on top of our divinity. Like ill-fitting clothes that we wear. Let's give all that up and let our holiness dissolve our attachment to what we think we've created. Let's just be willing to reclaim an awareness of our holiness and put our holiness to work. Many people are unemployed right now. Many people have less to do because those who are going to be traveling, like me, We're not traveling. So we have more personal resources to do other things. Let us work with our holiness every day. This is our homework. To apply our holiness to all the problems that we see in the world. Now, Lesson 37. My holiness blesses the world. This idea contains the first glimmerings of your true function in the world or why you are here. Your purpose is to see the world through your own holiness. Thus are you and the world blessed together. So when we see uh, the world through our own holiness, we are eliminating the delusions that we have projected in the past. So this is what we're training ourselves to do, and this is what I'm talking about here. It's what I'm talking about. Your purpose is to see the world through your own holiness. Thus are you and the world blessed together. No one loses. Nothing is taken away from anyone. Everyone gains through your holy vision. So in other words, when we allow our holiness to be revealed, when we acknowledge our holiness, when we share and extend our holiness, no one loses, nothing is taken away from anyone, everyone gains through our holy vision. And 
when we stand in this awareness and when we recognize our holy vision, he goes on to say, it signifies the end of sacrifice because it offers everyone his full due and he is entitled to everything because it is his birthright as a son of God. Everyone's entitled to everyone. Everyone's entitled to everything because it's our birthright as a son of God. There's no other way in which the idea of sacrifice can be removed from the world's thinking. Okay, so in order for the world to dissolve this concept of sacrifice, we must stand in our holiness and view the world through our own holiness. He says, any other way of seeing will inevitably demand payment of someone or something. As a result, the perceiver will lose, nor will he have any idea why he is losing. Yet is his wholeness restored to his awareness through your vision. So the only way that we can eliminate the idea of lack and limitation, sacrifice, separation, is for us to view the world through our holiness. Because when we view the world through our holiness, we're going to forget separation. Separation is not a real thing. It's a concept. It's a false concept. It's a projection. If we're willing to see the world through the lens of our holiness, then, uh, not even the lens, <clears throat> through our own holiness, then we're going to see what's real. And when we do that, because all minds are joined, we assist our brothers and sisters in seeing and knowing and feeling and hearing clearly what the truth is. Our interest in the truth makes it easier for others to be interested in the truth too. Yet is his wholeness restored to his awareness through your vision. Your holiness blesses him by asking nothing of him. Those who see themselves as whole make no demands. Interesting. Your holiness is the salvation of the world. It lets you teach the world that it is one with you, not by preaching to it, not by telling it anything, but merely by your quiet recognition that in your holiness are all things blessed along with you. So when we are willing to rest in our holiness and recognize our holiness and then we'll have the strength and the power within to offer that holiness to the world one of the ways that we talk about it i learned from my days at agape we call it holding the high watch 
So we're holding the high watch for our brothers and sisters. It's very tempting in this time of such intense divisiveness to hold the low watch for our brothers and sisters and to complain about this one and that one and they should be punished and they're not good enough and something's wrong with them, I don't like them, they're stupid, they're moronic, they're mean, they're bad, and on and on and on and on. It's so tempting to go down that road. But what are we doing then? We are not blessing the world. And so we go to Lesson 38. It's interesting. I got led to 38, then back to 37, and now back to 38. Your holiness reverses all the laws of the world. It is beyond every restriction of time, space, distance, and limits of any kind. Your holiness is totally unlimited in its power because it establishes you as a son of God at one with the mind of his creator. Through your holiness, the power of God is made manifest. Through your holiness, the power of God is made available. And there is nothing the power of God cannot do. Your holiness, then, your holiness... Your holiness, my holiness, then, can remove all pain, can end all sorrow, and can solve all problems. It can do so in connection with yourself and with anyone else. It is equal in its power to help anyone because it is equal in its power to save anyone. So why are we playing small? Why are we... energizing the negativity in the world why would we complain about our brothers and sisters which only buries them in their dysfunction when we could lift them up with our holiness it's a habit we can break and that's what I'm interested in I am interested in breaking the habit of going low of living in that low vibration And I'm so glad we're doing it together. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and I'm interested in the power of our holiness. (laughs) You're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio. We're living the love, we're walking the talk, and I'll be right Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Welcome back. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and my holiness is the salvation of the world. And what's more, I know that your holiness is the salvation of the world, too, because our holiness is the same holiness. Yes. Let us be grateful. Let us be so grateful that our holiness is the salvation of the world. And we don't have to figure it out. So when we look at the world and we think, going to hell in a handbasket. When we look at the world and we think, somebody should do something about that. When we look at the world and we think that's not right. That's when we can change our mind and say, oh, my holiness is the salvation of the world. And that's lesson 39. My holiness 
is my salvation, which is the salvation of the world. If guilt is hell, what is the opposite? That's how Lesson 39 begins. If guilt is hell, what is its opposite? Like the text for which this workbook was written, the ideas used for the exercises are very simple, very clear, and totally unambiguous. We are not concerned with intellectual feats nor logical toys. We are dealing only in the very obvious, which has been overlooked in the clouds of complexity in which you think you think. If guilt is hell, what is its opposite? This is not difficult, surely. The hesitation you may feel in answering is not due to the ambiguity of the question. But do you believe that guilt is hell? If you did, you would see at once how direct and simple the text is, and you would not need a workbook at all. No one needs practice to gain what is already his. We have already said that your holiness is the salvation of the world. What about your own salvation? You cannot give what you do not have. A Savior must be saved. How else can he teach salvation? Today's exercises will apply to you recognizing that your salvation is crucial to the salvation of the world. As you apply the exercises to your world, the whole world stands to benefit. Your holiness is the answer to every question that was ever asked, is being asked now, or will be asked in the future. Your holiness means the end of guilt and therefore the end of hell. Your holiness is the salvation of the world and your own. How could you, to whom your holiness belongs, be excluded from it? God does not know unholiness. Can it be he does not know his son? Whew. Your holiness is the answer to every question that was ever asked, being asked now or will be asked in the future. Let us really apply this. Let us live in congruence with this text, this workbook, this teaching that we love so much. Let's live it and apply it. Really, really live it. So, how is it that we can read these words about the power of our holiness that blesses the world, that undoes every problem, that solves every problem, that heals so profoundly? We could read this again and again, maybe year after year, and still be struggling with problems, still looking at the world and thinking, oh man, they got some big problems over there. Instead of letting our holiness solve every problem. I have to say, from my own perspective, I feel my mind shifting every day for many, many years now. And I am really embracing more and more that my holiness is intact 
that my holiness is the salvation of the world and that I am not going to complain about anything anymore. I am not going to say someone else has a problem anymore. I am not going to think that they do not have what it takes or I do not have what it takes. I am not willing to think these thoughts anymore. And so this is why I love to work in community, to work with other people. I love it so much. We accomplish so much. I'm in that part of my Masterful Living course right now where I do the one-on-ones with folks. And it is just such a blessing to hear, especially now. It's it's uh, later August. So people have been in the course all year. And so more and more, they're seeing the results in their relationships, in their body, in their finances, in their health, and in in their workplace and place, just everywhere in their life. They're seeing the benefits of the deepening of their spiritual practice. And that is the thing that I know that works, is deepening our spiritual practice and being willing to look at these Things together to look deeply at these beliefs and to discard them, and it is so much easier when we're doing it together. When we we were talking about this in class last night, how much easier it is to do this work with people who are practicing non-judgment, practicing compassion, practicing willingness. It's just so much easier. And then we can help our brothers and sisters that, you know, it's wonderful to hear someone uh, tell me that their spouse is now interested in what they're doing with their spiritual practice, that now their their, um, siblings or their parents are now interested in what, what they're doing because they're seeing the results of their spiritual practice. And it's the application that makes all the difference in the world. It just is. So we apply our holiness to the situation and the healing happens. So our holiness is our salvation because our holiness can heal everything. It reverses all the laws of the world. It is beyond every restriction of time, space, distance, and limits of any kind. Our holiness is totally unlimited in its power. Our holiness can remove all pain, can end all sorrow, can solve all problems. Let's not hold our holiness back anymore. Let us extend our holiness all over the world in every situation, in every circumstance. And that's what we're learning to do in my classes is to, we we often call it holding the high watch. Like I said before, that was the term that uh, I learned at Agape where I was trained as a practitioner and a minister and Uh, All my prayer practitioner training was you don't turn off your prayer practitioner consciousness. It stays on. You look at everything through that, that 
awareness of perfection and holiness. And so that's what I'm interested in really living and embodying, truly, truly embodying it. Uh, More and more, uh, you know, I have my prayer partners, and we now meet twice a week. We used to meet once a week. We've been meeting weekly on, on the phone and now on Zoom for 14, 15 years. And we used to meet in person once a month, and now we're all in different places. So we don't meet, meet in person, but we now meet on Zoom twice a week. And so we share what's going on in our life, and we share our prayer requests. And my prayers for for all these years have been to be like a clear ringing bell of truth and um and this year really just world peace world peace world peace world peace that's my my prayer request cuz i know world peace is everything that i would like it, in it is contained everything for my happiness and so for me, I am standing in this place day after day after day of knowing world peace for the world, knowing it, extending it, and seeing that the situations, the circumstances in the world are bringing about world peace regardless of how it looks in this moment. World peace is being made manifest. It is. It is. I, I absolutely hold that and know that, that the world is becoming more peaceful, even though in this moment it may look like it's not. It is. And this is our job, to hold this high watch and not give in to base, ego, low-minded thinking. It's tempting, it's tempting, but it's just, it's not tempting to me anymore because it, it disturbs my peace and I don't like it and I'm not interested in it. And I'm so grateful that I can support others in holding this high watch. So I'm inviting you to join me in that if you're not already doing that, to really make that decision that you're not going to complain about anything anymore because your holiness can remove all pain and all sorrow, solve all problems. So that being the case, why would you complain about anything? If you're going to complain about anything, wouldn't you then be either um, somehow attracted to darkness and be interested in promoting the darkness. If you're going to complain about anything, wouldn't you have forgotten that your holiness reverses all the laws of the world and is beyond every strict restriction of time, space, distance, and limits of any kind? So, yeah, we forget how powerful our holiness is. So we need to make a decision to remind ourselves, right? So... um it used to be that there were campaigns that smoking was good for you, right? 
smoking is good for you, all kinds of things that are now known to be toxic. It used to be promoted that they were good for us. Once we know they're not good for us, if we keep participating in them and taking part in them, then we have a uh, what A Course in Miracles would call an authority problem. We've made the ego mindset the authority rather than spirit uh, the authority. Instead of love being the authority, fear is the authority. And, uh, and uh, I've experienced that too, so I understand that. But we can consciously decide and use the power of decision to change our minds and to activate our holiness. This is such a powerful practice. Honestly, uh, to me, there's there are a few lessons in the workbook that are so potent. If we just practice them every single day, we've got everything covered. Like love holds no grievances, lesson 68. It's absolutely my favorite lesson. And then I combine that with, I'm never upset for the reason I think. Uh, uh, um, Oh, I can't think of it now. (laughs) Lesson 25. Um, I don't know what anything is for. There's nothing my holiness cannot do. That's all we need. That's all we need. We've got it. Um, And... Uh, I'm glad that it's not more complicated than that, that we can practice these lessons and everything that's in the text, everything that's in the workbook and the manual for teachers will be revealed in our awareness if we're willing. The, the, the content of A Course in Miracles is pre-installed in our heart, in our mind. So what we're doing is we're activating it by studying the Course. But as we all know, studying the Course is not the same as being the salvation of the world. Uh, In order to be the salvation of the world, we have to work these lessons, work the teachings in the text, and hold them in our mind. And it's so powerful. So I'm inviting you to work with the Holy Spirit. I'm challenging you to work with the Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, I'm willing to experience miraculous transformation. And so from now on, this thing that bothers me so much, I'm going to apply my holiness to it. Since there's nothing my holiness cannot do, I'm going to apply my holiness to this. And I'm asking you to show me how, teach me how, And don't let me forget, let me make this the most important thing in my life right now, is applying my holiness to whatever the situation is. Because any situation where we're really suffering and it's really difficult, all we have to do is watch our thoughts and we will see our thoughts are not positive thoughts. Our thoughts are of pain and suffering. I hate this. I don't like this. I wish it were different. Why do I have to deal with this? What's wrong with me? Why can't it change? When is it ever going to go away? And on and on. At least that's what I have found in any area where I had a problem. 
because I believed I had a problem, I was energizing the problem, and I'd forgotten that my holiness can remove all pain, end all sorrow, and solve all problems. So that's why responsibility for sight is so key. We take responsibility. We have an active willingness and an active responsibility, and we are going to be that fulcrum point, that that point of healing in our life, in our family. It's extraordinary what we can accomplish if we are willing. Yes, yes, yes. And I'm going to take a moment here. I'd like to talk about some things that are coming up in the ministry. Uh, We've got Kieran J. Gardner, who did um, a couple episodes of this podcast with me in uh, 2019. Uh, I believe in July, August, September in there. We did two different, we did two episodes, I think July, August, and just awesome. She's an awesome teacher and she's teaching a class on anger, peace and miracles coming up September 5th. You can register at jenniferhadley.com. You can always find things on the events page there at jenniferhadley.com. And I am so excited, beyond excited, really, really excited for the results of the Stop Playing Small retreat that I just did a couple months ago. And I am so excited to do it again this September. And uh, it's really just a few weeks away now, a month away. And uh, such healing, such transformation for people who are really willing to do some inner work, would like support to do it with me and with other like-minded souls who are so loving and kind and compassionate. They're really doing this work and we're doing it together. And then consider following that up with my Finding Freedom Boot Camp. I'm offering a $500 a discount if you sign up for both. And of course, we have payment plans. And then follow it up next year with Masterful Living. It's when we consistently, concertedly do the work together, it is extraordinary the results we can have. I've worked with so many people who were in really dire straits for years, suffering in silence, really miserable, on the edge of suicide and deep, 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 dark depression and a sense of hopelessness and helplessness, as well as people who are just confused, just angry or just um, unhappy or feeling hurt or feeling deeply alone to be absolutely transformed. And not only that, people, you know, one of the things I love best about doing these classes and these sequences of classes is that people start off feeling insecure, feeling unworthy. And within short order, they are so inspired and so tuned in to spirit that they are now leading groups and facilitating groups and having the time of their life, loving it, 
They love their prayer partners. They love, we have our Masterful Living uh, circles, uh, mastery circles, we call them. And then in Finding Freedom, we have our freedom posses. People love them so invested in their prayer partners and prayer partnerships from with people from all over the world down under in uh australia new zealand across europe across the united states canada south america hawaii uh we've had people from hong kong and from the mid east and all over the place coming together to deepen their spiritual practices in ways that are profoundly fulfilling and supportive. So that's one of the things that we're offering is that you can go from this program to that program so you don't fall off, right? Many people have taken a class and felt very buoyant for a time period, but then they fall off. So we've got ways to keep it going if you would like to keep it going and to strengthen the community, to give back. If you'd like to go into one of the trainings as a prayer practitioner, a spiritual counselor, a teacher, we've got that. What we're building the Power of Love ministry is for people to have jobs and be employed by the ministry as teachers, as counselors, as um community support in all kinds of ways. So that's what we're doing, and you are so welcome to come join us. Uh, You can check out our Sundays with Spirit. Uh, We do that every Sunday. It's a free offering. It's open. It's a, a taste of our community, although we have a lot of people who are not part of the Power of Love ministry. But this is what I would like to share with you, is that Really applying these teachings. I mean, there's nothing your holiness cannot do. So if you've been a Course in Miracles student for a while and you're still thinking that you have problems that can't be solved and you're confused and worried and angry and afraid, you've forgotten, and it's totally understandable, that your holiness has the power to solve all problems, all difficulties, all suffering in any form that you happen to think of in yourself or someone else, right? And what we've been doing is what, what the opposite of what Jesus says. He says, we will make no distinctions because there are no distinctions. But that's what we all do. That's what I used to do. I used to say, yeah, that stuff works for other people, but it doesn't work for me. I'm too far gone. I'm too evil. I'm too bad. I literally believe that of myself. People will say to me now, oh, I can't believe you ever thought that, Jennifer. I did. I felt helpless and hopeless. But I decided... Because I didn't see another alternative, I decided to see what my holiness could do. I decided to give it my all. And I know people back away from being all in. If you come into class with me, you don't have to be all in. But be willing to aspire to be all in. There's such a joy that comes with being all in. I used to think that it would be horrible to be all in. That, ugh, 
there would be no more fun. There would be no more ice cream. There would be no more sex. There'd be no more whatever I thought was somehow bad or wrong or I shouldn't be doing. (laughs) I know the opposite is true. When I get together with my peeps, my Course in Miracles peeps, we have fun. And we have cake and we have ice cream and we have fun. And the meat eaters eat meat and whatever. You know, it's not about these things. It's about being loving, being compassionate, and holding ourselves in the light. So powerful, our holiness. Oh my goodness, it's time for me to wrap it up. If you value this podcast, will you consider please becoming a supporter? You can do that at acimtext.com, acimtext.com. And I am grateful to speak this word of prayer now. Thank you for joining me. So grateful for the power of love living in our hearts and minds. We are blessed. We share the blessings with everyone. We let it be, and so it is. Amen, amen, amen. I love you. Have a great week. Mwah.